Yo, 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 Icon Nation, what it is. It's your boy, Yerdy G. It's Nick. What's good, Icon Nation? It's your boy, Jalen. And of course, this is another episode of the Toxic Icon Podcast. But tonight, we got an extra special guest. We got the one and only, the rude and tootin', eater of rats, <laughs> Mr. Killjoy J. Howdy. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It is good. It is ratatouille. Ah <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh, man, hey Jake, we appreciate you for doing this with us, man. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. So, just getting straight into it, uh, what we want to talk about is the Halloween film series. Well, we'll start there because who knows if we'll actually stay there the whole time. You know what I'm saying? But exactly. Let's let's dive into Halloween. And where would y'all want to start with that? Corey Cunningham is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> you you want to start right there, huh? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't think so. right He really wasn't. No, no. I, I think it was a good, I think it was a good standalone movie if Michael Myers was not involved. That's fair. I, you know, we were literally, I had a discussion with this with my buddy last night, and I'm like, I love the transference of evil idea. I just don't like the way they executed it. <laughs> you know, like I, I think there's a killer plot line there, like killer idea. I just wish we had, I don't know, kind of followed Michael through the beginning of the movie. And then you kind of get that transference scene a little bit. And then it's Corey running around. I could get more into a movie like that. I think if they actually like resolved the story from the past two movies and then it was all about that, that makes sense for a final chapter. I don't know. Those or are my he, harsh, harsh thoughts though. <laughs> or if he was Cameron. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If he that. was Cameron. It would it would have been better in my eyes because it's like you hated him, then you liked him, and then uh, Michael played Tetris with his head. <laughs> it's also a familiar character too, you know, just to have random guy come in. You know, it's like, well, I I don't know this. I don't know Corey Cunningham. Like, who is who is this guy? He just kills a kid in the opening opening scene. That's all we know about him. I, I wish we had seen him through two movies and uh, leading into this. She met him on Tinder. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy because, I mean, I get, I definitely get what Yardy was saying in terms of, like, what'd you say? Like, it needs to be more of a standalone? Yeah, like, as, of, as a standalone movie, the movie is great. Right. But just, just not that, a part of the yeah. actual installment doesn't make right. sense. Yeah, I agree with that. Some, like, I feel like the Halloween movies are definitely known for either staying completely on track, it makes sense all the way through. Or it's on track the first half, and then it's about 20 minutes in that movie that really could have been scrapped. Like, we didn't even, we didn't really need that. And then it comes back. That's kind of how I feel. Now, the 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 movies that are, the more recent movies, I feel like those flowed a lot better. But nothing like the original, if you ask me. The original is always sky high. It's That's over, my it's over the other all-time favorite. It always will be. I mean, just, just the... Like just like the acting and the music and his actual the actual original OG mask, you know, you can't beat that. That's that's the best. Oh, it's iconic, man. I mean, the score, the cinematography, the fall feel, like that original movie is just it's iconic. I put it on every year around this time and it, it just gets me in the vibe of like spooky season. I don't, no other movie can do that for me, I don't think. And of course, Michael driving the car. Yeah. Someone gave him lessons. Yeah, he yeah, had to learn somewhere. Did. Yeah, because he was, yeah, what, he wasn't he like, what, 22, 23, somewhere tw in the area? He's supposed to be 21, I believe. Yeah. Although, it's weird. I mean, like, he's supposed to be 21, but 
Did you notice on the credits they always say twenty three? But I've always that was confusing. They said, but he's technically supposed to be, I think, like twenty one. So I don't know where like where the twenty three came from. I mean, that's what they in the credits they say he's twenty three. You know, math is hard, man. Man, <laughs> I never figured it out in high school. I always had to retake it, so it's cool. I'm good with it. Right. I can just count money. <laughs> <laughs> or how many it's times math Mike, that matters. Or how yeah. many times Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis go back and forth. Yeah. Uh, I Uh-oh. I feel like for this new series, I feel like it should what if they would have took the approach of the whole sibling line? With with between, Oh, you mean like, oh, okay. yeah, in the like in the second one? Yeah, when you know when she was supposed to be Judith. I feel like if they would have kept that approach, it would have been completely or different movies. Half sister, I think. Half sister. Or no, I think. Well, because yeah, but no, what's she was? Uh, then they, I think she was like the sister storyline. She was supposed to be adopted. I think that's what it was. I think so. Like because uh, someone else raised her, so yeah. So technically, it was his uh, adopted sister. Or, uh, I think like why they cut that is like doesn't John Carpenter not even really like that idea anymore? Yeah, that was the thing. He didn't. He originally he didn't go for that. He didn't like uh, want that to happen. Because that's like a sequel invention. And like Halloween two, I like I hear he wrote he wrote that in like two weeks, drunk off his ass, <laughs> <laughs> like not really giving a shit. You know, you wanted to do like that's the crazy. jukebox a horror thing with this franchise, and I I've always thought that was cool because like I love Halloween three. I think it's so underrated. Personally, I, I really dig that movie. It's not a you know, it's not a Michael Myers movie at all. But Halloween I, I think is sci-fi horror at its best. No, season of the Witch. Yep, Season of the Witch is Halloween is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is is that your Halloween ends? That's what it is. This is, this is. Think about it. Like if you look at the uh, the the beginning and end credits of this new trilogy, it's almost identical from the colors to the font and everything. True. True. They were really trying to have their cake and eat it too with that though, man. Like it's still it's still a continuation of the story, but they were just like, yeah, let's let's have the characters from the past two movies be in this story, but also it has nothing to do with anything from the past two movies, kind of. <laughs> yeah, like like was it uh what's her name? Uh I, I can't remember her name. The girl that ends up working at the bar, Lindsay. Oh, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lindsay, yeah, Kyle Richards, Kyle yeah. Lindsay. I just uh she was underused. She's in like just that one scene too. And like they they made it such a big point to keep her alive in the previous film. Why? You know, why not just kill her in that scene if they were gonna do nothing with her in the next movie? They just wanted they wanted to show how sober she was while owning a bar. <laughs> hey, I survived. For, and I've been crazy for the past four years. <laughs> I mean, it's wild because like you said, she didn't show up. Often, right? Like it, it was just that scene, if, if I remember it in, right. In uh, which one? Which one are we talking about? Uh, yeah, oh. ends. Yeah, yeah, she was ends. in. She yeah, was in. She kill, went in there. Uh, kills, though, wasn't she? Yeah, she. Yeah. I thought she was gonna die in kills. Yeah, I did. I did too. The fact that she didn't, yeah, it's crazy because he killed. Because I mean, she was like one of the very few that didn't. But you know what? What if? Okay, so what if this new trilogy instead of Danny McBride playing a part in the writing? What if? The entire thing was written by Rob Zombie. <laughs> I, I think the fans would revolt after Halloween yeah. 2. <laughs> oh, look. People hate yeah. that movie, man. Talk, I, I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I, I, I'm so going to say, what about? Yes. So. So look, Halloween 2, okay, it was it was over the top. Like It was it was a lot of overkill when he was killing people. Yeah. Then he ate a dog. 
They <laughs> they showed his face, which I really hate. I, I really hate and then there was a lot of telekinesis. Yeah. So yeah, you know he you know he rode in on a Beyonce horse. I just didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Beehive, don't come for us, please. Yeah. I know, I know. I agree, I agree. I'm Beehive, gonna... don't cancel us. I'm just saying. Yeah, he rode in on a Beyonce horse. So mine, for yeah, so for me, yeah, the Rob Zombie is like the remake of the first one and then the Halloween 2 Rob Zombie. So I didn't really like those just because well, one is like I thought they made Michael too damn big. I mean, I don't... So I think <laughs> he that, was huge. Yeah, so I he think, was huge. So I think that kind of, yeah. to me, that kind of threw it off. I don't think he's really supposed to be that big compared to, like, the originals. And plus, he talked. They made him, like, so that kind of... I think that kind of ruined it to me, too. He actually, like, you know, he talked in those, like, instead of having him be silent, like he's supposed to be. That kind of, like, you know, I'm like, they're having Michael talk, you know, so, like... Uh, and I do think it was kind of overkill a little bit, some some stuff. The first one was awesome, though. The first one was it was it was a whole new take on Michael. They actually gave a complete backstory. His mom was a stripper. He got teased about that. Yeah. He got bullied because kids didn't like him. And then they showed the transition of a kid that kills animals. They showed the proof that okay, maybe these kids are serial killers. So there was a hidden message in there. I, I don't think that the Rob Zombie movies are as of quality as like the Evil Dead remake, but I feel like it has a similar approach, right? It takes like what was so scary about the original and just like emphasizes on that times 1000. Uh, sometimes I feel like it doesn't work. Sometimes I feel like, oh, this is way more brutal than the original, which is cool. But it, it, you never get like time to breathe. That's my mm-hmm. biggest criticism of those mm-hmm. two movies. It's just constant brutality and there's no setup to it. So it, it, there's a comes a point in especially the first one where I'm just like, all right, a guy just got, you know, his arm ripped off and his head stomped. I'm like, I've just seen that, you know, 30 times. It's almost like it's a palate ruiner, you know what I mean? Like, you just see too much of it, and then it's just like, it's not shocking anymore to a to a point. Yeah. I can I watch the first one all day, though. Yeah. I can watch the first one all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a guilty like, pleasure, for sure. Yeah, if yeah. y'all want to talk about the first one, man, it. I think, like like Jake said, the, the entire fall feel... Uh, like it, that is a soundtrack that is still used today on plenty of advertisements regarding Halloween, and not even the movie, but just the overall We're talking about vibe. The, ori- of the original, right? yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah, for like sure. I mean, even we use it. Like on our yeah. on our page was a lot of different things. So the ensemble, the uh, the atmosphere that it created, the the 1970s camera shot oh, with so with the fog just kind of being low and not taking up the entire screen, but just being out there enough for you to notice. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. those things are what made that movie iconic. If you if if you really want to be be real about it, that is a slasher that yeah, that's house. iconic. It's, it's got a lot of haters too because you know some people just can't be pleased with everything, but. I think it's cool. I love that one. Oh yeah. Wait, wait. I, why why don't you have why don't you have the cracked ghost face mask in the background? Oh, I got it. I'll pull it out. <laughs> I'll, I'll whip, I'll whip it out, man. I'll, don't make me do it. <laughs> do it. Hang on. Where where the hell did I put that thing? Oh I, no, it is in the background. Wait, hang on. Because I saw it on the short when you went to Spirit. I'm like, no. Because I was right. trying to find it on any different website that I could that was selling it. There it there is. Classic. That. We found Sam Classic. Carpenter, y'all. <laughs> Man, okay, I'm sorry. I know we're talking about Halloween, but I wish she didn't drop the mask at the end of that last movie. Yeah, I, that, 
She should have just kept it. The end of that movie was just. How do y'all feel about the end of that? Was it more of a, a letdown to you all, or um, to me, it made sense. It was. It was one of those moments where if you followed the movie all the way through, you were like, "I knew it was this person. I knew it was that person." Like well, that see, kind of thing. Okay, it was a who done it, but it wasn't a figure out who done it. They put it right in our faces. It was Detective yeah. Bailey. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Quinn though. Yeah, because she she dies, you know, dies earlier in the film. So it's like, okay, that was a cool surprise. But I mean, you know, we got that with Roman three movies ago. I I don't hate I don't hate the twist because I like their reasoning. It's like it's kind of building upon the the scream two motive a little bit, which is cool. It's but better I, there's parts of that ending that I'm just not crazy about. Like it's just it, I think it gets too campy for how dark the rest of the film is. Especially in like some of the in like the reveals and the performances, that's like maybe my biggest criticism of the film. I still I love it, but just a little too campy, I think, at the end there. Yeah, because the detective Bailey just went crazy. <laughs> yeah, that performance is is fucking wild, man. He was <laughs> how uh, matter with a gun and all that. He was how Danny oh, yeah. McBride was, and this is the end. This is when the they end. were talking about. Yeah. He was like, he was calm the whole movie. Then he just goes to ten. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I still I, like I said I still enjoy it. You know the Demi Lovato song and all that. It's just it's so happy for how dark the rest of that movie was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel See, that. Yeah, exactly. But that's how I am every time I hear it, though. I don't right. Lie. Like I get hyped every time, but at the same time, would it have been better if it was a, a darker ending for a scream movie? I. I don't know. I guess well, the world may never know. <laughs> I, I would have liked to see Detective Bailey unmasked, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wish. Yeah. yeah, I wish we would have. Like, that. you know, what if it was Ethan <clears throat> and Bailey instead of Quinn and Ethan that were getting unmasked? Ethan should have gotten killed on the subway. I'm gonna yes, be real. he should have. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this scene is great, but nobody dies. Like the, the buildup and the suspense, the tension, great in that subway sequence. But someone should have died in that sequence. Yeah, nothing happened. And then the the TV that lets everybody know Stu is dead. I love that. I know some people hate that, but I love it. He even did the little the little body shake. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just uh, don't bring back Stu, please. What I really like really ruin it. What I really liked about that last screen movie was the uh, the scene with the ladder in between both. Yeah. Oh, my God. That bro. was just, you, you, like, when you think about slasher movies, you think, here I am in this dark room or this abandoned house or something like that, and I open the closet and boom, slashed right there. But this was completely different. You got this ladder in between both, you know, both buildings or whatever, and they're out there like climbing on it. The the music that was playing right then was intense. That had the movie theater jumping for real. Like that was, I thought that was one of the best scenes in there. That and the uh, the little convenience store scene. That yeah, was sick. That's, that's that was when crazy. We were on that double date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it, it has some of those brutal sequences. I think in the whole franchise too, which is another like just huge positives in its corner. It, it's got so much going for it, but. You know, a lot of people have pointed out the plot holes. And it's like, yeah, okay, there's things about it that don't make a whole lot of sense. But at the same time, it does cooler shit than a lot of the other movies, in my opinion, too. Which is, that's maybe a hot take. But that convenience store scene, the the ladder sequence, like, that's some of the scariest shit this franchise has to offer. Yeah. Gail. No, nah, I agree. Gail scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. How yeah. do you feel yeah. about it? Yeah, I, I think that was a cool, I think, like, um... 
<clears throat> what's it? The uh, throwback to like the original where she get I like where she gets hit and then uh, I like how they brought that back. Oh, you talking about when Tara cracked? Yeah, yeah, with Tara, yeah. When she gets punched in the face, I'm like that was pretty cool. <laughs> it definitely was like a a no to yeah no previous to the, yeah, installments to the in the franchise. Yeah. I'll send oh, you yeah. a copy. Bam. Yeah. Twin down. Yep. <laughs> it, was, it was just like when Sid did it, you know. <laughs> Sid, super bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. I fucking love that movie, man. <laughs> well, I mean, how I feel about Seven. Seven is coming. It's got a new director. Who's the director, Jake? I know you announced it on your platform. So it's uh, Christopher Landon. He's the guy that directed like Happy Death Day, Freaky, oh, Happy, um, Happy Death, Death Day. Day Two, some of the Paranormal Activity sequels. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's a pretty good director. I think he's a great choice for Scream personally. And, and we still got Radio Silence producing too, so it's not going right. to feel like completely different from the other two movies. Right. So I, movies I think it's I think it's going to act as like the 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 final chapter, so to say. Of, of the franchise for now. But, you know, Scream 8's gonna happen, dude. Like, this movie's gonna make money. Yeah, <laughs> nah, Scream 8 will be back. They should wait probably, yeah. I would say, four years max. Before 8? Yeah, but two-year minimum, though. But that way it doesn't get burnt out. Well, True. did you hear about the TV show? They're reviving the TV show? R- rumor has it they're reviving the TV show. It's not like 100% confirmed, but I, I think like someone just bought the rights to it again or something. So they're like, it, it, what What I think is going to happen is Seven's going to come out probably late Latin next year or, you know, depending on how long the writer's strike goes on, maybe like early 2025. I think like a year after that, we get another season of the TV show. And then, yeah, like maybe like four or five years, they they bring it back again. Because I mean, dude, this IP is like, crazy marketable like there, there's so much uh like like these masks that have just come out you know it's like a brand new ghost face mask i mean a bunch of people are buying them at spirit halloween they can they can keep this franchise going forever you know it's not like halloween where it's like they're bound to just one killer and if they do try to have another killer in there the fans lose their fucking minds you know like ghost face you can have a different killer every single time with a different motive i don't know why they don't just make like six of these bad boys back to back to back <laughs> that's a good take. that's that's hyperbole, but man, I think they can keep this franchise going forever. I feel like I this take. is this is definitely one of those that can go on forever, mainly because it's a different person. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and like if if we look back at six, it was a different person every kill, like back to back to back. This time it's somebody different. Somebody when you when you model it like that, storylines endless. If they find out that Jalen was the last scream that killed somebody, and then I go out and I'm the next ghost face, and then it's Yerdy, then it's Jake, it just keeps going on and on. Only a few people would know that you were the one that did it. Sir, his name is Jamie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it'll eight, definitely happen. everything. <laughs> Rear right hand three. Oh God! <laughs> we we gonna we gonna we gonna see Jamie and uh we gonna see Jamie and the Terrifier in Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey I Part was, Two. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just about to bring that up. That movie, was, man, that was trash. That movie, man. I was just about to bring that. That was an up. awful movie. I I definitely went. I went on premiere night. Uh, I can't remember what movie I was going to see when I saw the preview for that coming out, but. When I saw that there were there was a Winnie the Pooh horror movie coming out, and then when I looked at the trailer, I'm like, "This is a legit 
slasher. Like, this is it. Teenagers being stupid in the woods and getting slashed by Winnie the Pooh. I was like, oh, yeah, you got my money. Like, I'll go. And then we go. <laughs> Jay said, no. Dude. It was, I'm not even trying to bash it. The camera work was great. Some of the scenes were great. The intensity was cool. But I think what kind of threw it off is that Winnie the Pooh was basically wearing the same costume I wear at the darkness when I work every weekend <laughs> at the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, when you stand like that, instead of trying to have the same kind of movements, I don't know, I just feel like that would have done a little better with like some CGI of some sort, something like that. It's just like they used a spirit Halloween mask for this movie, and it makes like yeah. what, like three million dollars at the box office. That that's so yeah. frustrating to me. Yeah, like the budget, they the budget was like what, hundred thousand or ten thousand. Yeah, they didn't have a huge budget for it either. You <laughs> like fair, but at the same time, man, like they literally just ordered that off of like a website. You know? Oh like yeah, they get no. an original design. It's like man, that just feels a little lazy to me. No doubt. Yeah. No, it definitely. That's what I'm saying. Like when. When they showed him, there was, I don't, I mean, I'm sure, have y'all seen it? I yeah, seen I it saw yet. it. Well, Jake, you know the scene with the honey where he was actually eating the honey. At First off, that scene <laughs> laid me out. I was well, dying. Like, he like, was actually was, like, yeah, he was like, eating. Like, <laughs> like, almost as if he has to eat that honey to recharge. <laughs> yeah. To get more energy. It, it like, it was like one of those because he ate, he ate all the honey and then right after that, he, you know, went to go kill some people. It was him and Piglet. And Piglet is just standing there, not eating none of the honey at all. <laughs> it's wild. But at the same time, for the slasher concept, that's exactly what it is. There, there, there really isn't much else to it. I'm going to um, buy yeah. a Blu-ray. I will yeah, say. I'm going to buy the Blu-ray. That's going to mess up a whole lot of people's childhood memories, though. <laughs> like, people <laughs> are age. Did, like, yeah, I'm sure. It's going to mess some people minute, So up. was Christopher Robin involved? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like he, sort of. He's there, you know. But right. I, is it like I don't uh, want to say anymore, you know. Wait, wait, know. okay. I mean, I'm gonna watch it at some point. Is it kind of like how Child's Play 2019 was, where it was like a uh Winnie the Pooh was upset over this friend breakup they had, or he faded away? Essentially. I mean, yeah. Pretty much. Like it. We ain't trying to spoil it. Right, right. right. Okay, yeah, I, I kind of, okay, yeah. But that's basically. Yeah, he he grew up, he probably got a yeah. girlfriend or he got married and he forgot about Wendy, right? Wow, do you even need to watch the movie? Oh, so that's really what it is? <laughs> like, exactly <Yeah>. it. <laughs> that's that's literally it. Like, <laughs> word from word. Like, you just guess the, the whole storyline. Okay, so it was. But. So it was, it was the buddy dial, but a bear. <laughs> yeah, and he. Okay. And Pooh's poo, mad. Mad, okay. Like he's real mad. He's yeah, like real, real mad. Real mad. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but, but, but I'm like, probably not going to watch that. <laughs> they're already the, making a Peter Pan. And the, you said they just started filming a second one, they, Yeah, they, they? They, they did start filming yeah. the second one. I, and, I will say one thing about that movie that I think is just so funny is for literally no reason that they established beforehand, they, I guess Winnie the Pooh can just control all the bees in the surrounding area. And like, there's one point where like this guy just tries to run away from him. And like Winnie the Pooh just uses his hand like this and all these fucking bees come out of nowhere and just start stinging the guy to death. It's it's like, what? <laughs> oh, he can do that. Okay. Our, 
fuck it. Why not? Hey, that, <laughs> that scene, hey, that scene definitely took me out. That scene took me out, man. Like that scene and then the uh at the beginning where the girls were like talking to those random guys that were driving down the street. Yes. Oh, something going on. Like, it's poo, he's coming. And they were like, What are y'all talking about? And then they had the, it was like a 10 minute long standoff. What? And nothing like nobody was phased. They just died. If I if I'm not what? wrong, I think they yeah. got killed. If I'm I, not I think, wrong. I, I, like they I just looked at him and died. Like they <laughs> like they talked, they talked to him and like pressed him about messing with these girls or whatever. But who doesn't respond? He's nonverbal. So then he just grabs all of them and starts killing them. They were trying to kill them to stick up for the girls and it never happened. It's, it's, it's so it's evil died tonight. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. But right. but at the same time, it must have been some sort of successful because I mean now they're planning on making a Peter Pan. They're planning on doing a, a Snow White, I heard. Like they're just gearing to ruin everybody's childhood. No. Like, like, you mean, mean like horror movie wise? Yeah, like they're yeah. gonna turn what? all of those into slashers. What? All of them. How in the hell are you I mean, making a, a Peter mean, Pan horror movie? Can that, they legally that? do the Snow White movie since Disney is uh Yeah, so it's like they have to use um like whatever's in public domain now. Like yeah. it's oh, like this okay. one, for instance, was based off of like one of the first oh. Winnie the Pooh stories that like recently entered public domain. So that's why right. they were able to get away with this. Right. But a lot of other st- stuff has also entered public domain recently, like Bambi, for instance. They're doing like a Bambi movie, and he described yeah. it as like Bambi's a killing machine out for revenge now. Okay, no, <laughs> because because the mom died, that. right? So, hey, yeah, this, uh, yeah. I remember that the, the mom died in the beginning. I might, I might have to roast this. Uh, this uh, Peter Pan, like, serious? What in the hell are are they gonna no, like? Hey, what is he gonna be like? Evil and like kill everybody? Wait, on no, the, no, on look, the, look, think so look. He's hung up on this. No, look. <laughs> so Captain <laughs> Hook is gonna be like Davy Jones from uh, Pirates exactly. of the Caribbean. How's he gonna like? 100%. Wait, is he gonna be like a villain and start killing everybody? How are you, how are you gonna make a horror movie off Peter Pan? I don't no, know. No, well, think P- about Peter Pan is gonna be the hero. It's always gonna be about Captain. Yeah, Cook. it's gonna be a hero a villain. villain thing. But and then Wendy is not gonna be a fairy. She's gonna be like a. Um, that just sounds weird to me. Uh, uh, a Demi Gorgon or something. Yeah, and then like the Snow White one. Imagine the Leprechaun. Or it's gonna be a play uh, on a storyline like uh, that. I think about the Seven that. Dwarfs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's kind of weird. It's gonna be though. Death Eaters. Yeah. Either either that'll be a, a straight up like gory, more like slasher type of thing, or I just don't know how you would play that because who yeah. do you put emphasis on? I don't know how I feel about like making Disney movies and horror movies. I just don't feel like they know they can ruin childhoods, man. They know, know who our age are going to go. Like, That's why it just that just seems like uh, they can do better than that. I'm like because like Disney movies are that for a reason, you know. So I'm just saying I feel like that's kind of like a far stretch, you know. Just making it, uh, I, mean, I guess it. I guess it depends on what the movie is, but I mean. They could have made Terminator. I feel like people are also <laughs> running out of ideas now. So yeah, but it's like, I think that's it too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird to build a whole career off of that. Like, I understand one movie. Yeah. Like, whatever. Okay, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, cool. But, like, move on to something else. Like, do something original. Challenge yourself, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And, I mean, that's why I like the, the talk to me this out right now, which such, I haven't seen such, it yet. Such but, a great movie. Oh yeah, Jalen, you saw it the other yeah, night, yes, didn't I you? Did. Yeah. All right, well, it thoughts. Was, 
I loved it. I mean, from beginning to end, uh, it's got a nice twist. I mean, just like the intensity that it is really good movie. I mean, from like watching the trailers and like, so the reviews are, are on point. I mean, I had nothing but great things about that. I enjoyed it. Actually, oh, Jay, yeah. I got a question, bro. Yeah. Have you ever thought about actually making Jamie's story an original? Ooh, you might be stepping on uh, some ground I can't talk about right now. Oh, he did it. Because I thought about it because I watched it again two days ago. And, oh, I start, thanks, and I start, I start thinking like, you know, what if, what if Jamie just wasn't obsessed with the stab movies? You know, what if he was obsessed with murder? I, all I'm gonna say to that is, shh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'll, here, I gotta, I gotta shamelessly plug something real quick, R- real quick. We just announced this past Friday that Project Periscope is our like brand new channel where we're doing like horror short films every month. Ooh. Um. I'm I'm doing one that may have a red right hand connection. That's all I'm going to say. It will be its own original thing, but there's something I want to take from that and work into my own like original short film at some point in the future. But that's just between me and you. <laughs> I didn't hear nothing. I'm not even here today. <laughs> cool. I didn't cool. even know he was shooting a podcast. I had no right. idea. <laughs> he just he just woke up crispy. <laughs> no, nah, I won't be on the lookout for that at all. You know what I'm saying? Not, not, not at all. Not at all. Oh, man. So, Jake, I got a question for you, man. Yeah. In terms of horror, you are a horror fan just like the rest of us. Oh yeah. How did you get into that genre? How did how did your passion start for that? Where did that come from? So my my dad loved horror movies like when I was growing up and he like when I got like I want to say 6 or 7 years old, he started showing me like movies on the regular. Um the first one was Eight-Legged Freaks with David Arquette. And I was just like, oh, yeah. that was awesome. Like, I had never seen a movie like that. It was just like a bunch of CGI spider- spiders running around and shit. I'm like, this is sick. I love I love this. This is great. He showed me Scream, like, shortly after that. You know, David Arquette, same actor. Um, so I was like, oh, cool. Okay, these, these are fun too, man. You know, I, I love all these movies. But I think when I was, like, really losing my mind over horror is when I saw Hereditary in 2018. Like, I had always been, like, a casual fan. But, like, I saw that. And I was like, that's the the scariest movie I've ever seen. Like I saw it five times, like five or six times, I want to say opening weekend. I was just like blown away. I'm like, that's the scariest shit I've ever seen. Um, And I I kind of went back and like ran through all the big franchises. Like there had been a a bunch of Halloween movies I hadn't seen, some of the Friday sequels and stuff. And I I went through like all the big franchises. Then like a year later, I started my channel. So so, that's how I got here. (laughs) Nah, that's cool, man. That and and that movie is definitely quite intense so yeah. I, I i would i understand why you would go and see that a few times because that hereditary is good nah that movie is good um i mean they we all sister they killed charlie <laughs> yeah. Yeah. charlie got decapitated yeah. Yeah. because she decided to eat Out some chocolate <laughs> <laughs> that had nuts in yeah. it hot salty nuts <laughs> yeah mother hot oh man mm. i mean that I feel that. I'm just going to keep doing that. I can't, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Get him here. You want some chocolate hot salty nuts, y'all? Get him on her. How sweet dark meat. Good <laughs> 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 plan, bro. Get him here. Oh, uh, man, that's Freddy Krueger's fault, not mine. <laughs> bro, that's funny shit. <laughs> he set her up so bad. Dude, that was... Oh, and she got destroyed. She, she tried did. to flame him, and next thing you know... Whoosh, <laughs> 
She got destroyed. <laughs> it was bad. Well, I think the one that I saw, and y'all laugh me, but when I was six, I think I watched the Seed of Chucky. Six when that came out, Nick. Hey, chill out, man. Chill Bro, out. Bro, I was a, I was I was sixteen when that came out. <laughs> you got to relax, man. <laughs> but look, man, I I'll just be straight up honest about it. that movie. Gave me nightmares for a couple of days, for real. Like for a couple of days, I was watching at my cousin's house. He had bunk beds in his room, and I slept on his top bunk. And he had a little piggy bank that was about the size of a Chucky doll. In the room, but I couldn't go to sleep after I watched it. My mind was messing with me. And the whole time, I felt like his piggy bank was just inching toward me. The whole time. I couldn't go to sleep. I could not go to sleep, man. So when the sun came up, like, man, I got up out of there. Called my mom. Can you come get me, man? I, I can't even be over here no more. I feel like this is fucking you. piggy bank looking at me. Piggy bank like looking it. at me, moving around the room. I feel like C.D. Chucky was trash. I have gone back and watched all yeah, of them. Like, it's not. Yeah, it's not there. One was one was so different for horror. Two was my favorite of all time Chucky movie. Three, I three like, was. I like three. Three was. I like. I because I thought the, three was good. The, when he went, to, I think that was a cool touch to military when he went to military school. But I like the third one. It's like when they brought out Bride of Chucky, they started to make it just real campy, comical. Chucky was a joke. He wasn't. He wasn't yeah. a factor anymore. He was just whatever. The little dog kicking your face. Yeah, so. and I like. I enjoy the campy side of things, but like Bride of Chucky pushes it, and I enjoy it. Like I'm like, okay, this is this is a fun little like farce, whatever. But like, see, the Chucky pushes it even a step further and like off the cliff, in my opinion. It's just it's yeah. too silly. Nothing about like unless you're six. It's not scary. Right, exactly. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, you good. I completely agree. Wait, so have, have you seen have you seen season two of Cedar Ch- of Jesus Christ, not Cedar Chucky. Have you seen season two of Chucky? Oh, you might as well just call it Cedar Chucky, man. It's Cedar Chucky the show. Okay, like, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I asked. Because I didn't want to spoil it. But yeah, like, I'm glad that they at least, they at least closed that chapter and, and finished off that arc with twins. Yeah, I like... To me, it's a story that I guess I just wasn't, like, super interested in, which I know just sounds, like, really, really harsh. But, man, I don't th- – that show, like, the whole tone of it has just been very Seed of Chucky-esque. You know, it's just – it's so goofy. I think it is even goofier than those two movies, like Bride and Seed. And I just I, – I miss the I miss the tone of the original three movies. Like, say what you will about three. It's got some weird moments and strange side characters, but, like – I, I love the tone of those first three movies. Like it, it captures both the horror and the the silliness aspects really well. Where like some of the later sequels, I feel like don't do that. Like it's just all camp. There's no horror about it really at all. See, I f- I feel like season one was good though. Season one's not bad. I'll give it that. Like it's got its moments. I, I think Lexi is a really well written character. She is. She's a bully, and then you yeah. you you grow to like her towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that little reversal, man. That's that's cool. The kills are great too. That's something I will applaud about both seasons. Yes, like, the, I lo- the nanny in the dishwasher. Yeah, <laughs> who that's puts a the, wild knife, scene. the knives up though? That's like, <laughs> what are you doing dishes, man? Who puts knives like straight up? You know, like that's my only <laughs> yeah. thing about that. I don't care. You know, it's a great kill. I'm getting so picky. Jesus. <laughs> like, and oh, I, I forgot. The, I forgot the cousin Junior. Junior, I couldn't stand him. Yeah. Like, I wanted him to die so bad. 
You really couldn't stand him. <laughs> really? Like I, I disliked him more than I disliked Lexi. Because he just he just wanted to bully Jake, no pun. He just, he just he just wanted to bully Jake the whole time. And then Devin Sawa, one of the best parts of the entire series. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I'm like, once again, I'm just maybe I'm in a mood today or something, but like the, the kid acting on that show is just, it's, it's not very good. Like, and I know that's, I know that's such a, that's such a mean thing to say. I feel like acting is such a vulnerable thing to do, but I just can't get, like, that's my biggest thing. Like I can't, there's no sell with the, like the romance in the show. I feel like the kids are just not like as seasoned actors as they should be. And that's such a, it's such a harsh criticism because like, you know, they're young. You know, they're like, what, fucking, they look like they're 12. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they actually are, like, around that age group. Because the girl that plays Lexi, I ended up seeing her page on Instagram from the uh, USA and Sci-Fi page. And she really is, like, in ninth or 10th grade. And, and, like, they lack experience. Like, you're going to get that with child actors. But, like, I look at something like Stranger Things where I'm compelled throughout every season. Like, even season two, which is, like, I think definitely the worst. But it's still got a compelling narrative because everybody gives a great performance. Is it, you know, are, are there spotty moments in the show writing wise? Sure. But like, I'm, I'm buying it the whole way through because the performances are like top tier. And I, I think the Chucky show I could, I could get into the writings, whatever, but I think if the performances were just a little better, I'd be like totally sold on it. I'm, be, I'm getting harsh. No, <laughs> I, honestly. I'm getting real harsh. Nah, man, we yeah. love honesty because <laughs> most of the time, Probably agree. You know what? I just okay. So this is like way left field. So what if the guys that wrote Avengers Infinity War Endgame, uh Christopher Marcus and uh such and such McFeely, I think. What if they wrote horror movies? I'd be into it. Like, like what if they actually wrote the Halloween new trilogy? What if they would have wrote the you know, what if they would have wrote in on the new screen movies also. Because they have good writing in the in Infinity War Endgame. I feel like what that would do would take the intensity up a, a million bit further than where it already is, you know? Because with horror movies, intensity is obviously like a key ingredient. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't even have one without that. But if you throw in the mind of superhero movies and you throw that in the pot of horror movie writing, I feel like that's a, a recipe for success, honestly. Yeah, like like what if what if Detective Bailey was Thanos? It's for space with infinity stones. It's it like as far as like in terms of the writing. What if what if he was Thanos? He would have been much more, he would have been way more intense. He would have been a, a lot colder, also. I, I've pitched this on my channel before about a motive similar to Thanos's, if that's the right way to say that. I like I've always wanted to see a ghost face who's like doing it in his head for like good reasons. Like it's not revenge. It's like I'm killing all these people so that no other ghost faces come about. Like I'm killing all the survivors from the past, like other killings so that no one else seeks retribution and goes ghost face themselves. Like that would be a crazy motive. And no, does it really make sense? No, but the ghost face motives rarely do. And it's coming from a crazy person. So it's like it doesn't have to make sense. It just has to be compelling. And yep. I think there's something to be said about that. Uh, it's not exactly Thanos's motive. Like he wants to, you know, he wants to save the world by cutting it in half. But would that really save the world? You know, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense when you think about it. But he thinks it will. 
Because he's, you know, he's power hungry. He's got a God complex. Give this ghost face the same situation. What if that was Mickey's motive in Scream 2? I would love that. Because he was like, man, Mickey is underrated. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I like his motive as it is, honestly. I really, I I think it's really cool. Yeah, like he was just psychotic. He just wanted to kill. He was and get away with it. He was stupid on meth. (laughs) Can I I say it on YouTube? Yeah. Probably not. But I yeah. get away with say, talking about eating rats on YouTube all the time, so you're probably fine. Yeah, there's like a naked booty on uh, YouTube somewhere. So, <laughs> yeah, like I swear, like if Mickey had that exact motive, but back in '97, yeah, but that would have been it. That would have been it. I'm telling you, uh, Disney, please. Actually, Spyglass, get some MCU writers. Specifically, Christopher Marcus and Seth McFeely. Please. So, speaking of movies that are coming up, we talked about a couple of recent ones. Jake, I don't know if you plan on seeing this. I'm sure you do, but we plan on going to see this next week. The Nun 2. <laughs> when it, Yerdy, Yerdy's already shot it down. It's not even out yet. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I'll put it this way I'm actually looking forward to it. But maybe not from the, well, of course, from the horror standpoint of things, but The Nun was done really well in terms of, uh, like, where it was based. The setting, the old European Catholicism, you know, 1600s kind of feel to it. And yeah. I feel, I'm, I'm wondering said, how, how they will continue that in the second one. So... Here's my thing. I I actually kind of the the nun is growing on me. I don't think it's great. I think it's got moments though. I think it's got moments that I'm like, okay, this is cool. But we have a different writer this time around as well. Um, it's a Kelly Cooper who wrote Hellfest, Malignant, mm, and really Megan from earlier this year. Malignant oh, was dope. Okay. Yeah. Malignant okay. was so dope. Hellfest was. I think I was underrated. Hellfest. Yeah, Malignant was about people getting well, killed in a haunted house. Too. Malignant was good though too. Yeah. yeah. Right. I feel like with the with the new writer, and especially now that we know what that writer is capable of, I feel like that's going to bring the Nun Two up. The Nun Two might be a complete different intensity from the first one. Uh, I was not ten out of ten on the on the original Nun. I was maybe like a one seven point five personally, <laughs> seven point five. But I am excited for the second one though. I'm excited for that. This new saw that's coming out will be cool. Oh my god, yes. saw, saw, saw is gonna be dope. It is saw. So yeah. I mean, I, uh, oh yeah. Actually, speaking of that, I saw like once you guys see Talk to Me, I would definitely recommend. It. I don't know, Jake, if you've seen Talk to Me yet, but oh, I have. Oh, you have? What did you like it? <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. I heard. I, yeah, it was so good. Uh, just like the scares in general, all that 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 twist. It was. Oh, it was so good. But oh, I, yeah. I saw the uh, trailer for Saw. During that movie, but it, it looks so good. Yeah, Saw's gonna be dope, especially because it's it's pre, was in between one and two, and then it's gonna have that, I guess that old Mexican feel with the yellow hue and all of that. Yeah, so I'm in. I'm definitely in. Yeah. I Saw brings it every time. Yes. Um, I even thought Spiral was good. I think Spiral didn't uh, live too well in, in in the reviews of most horror fans, but. I thought Spiral was cool because it, it wasn't, it, but it, it wasn't, wasn't a saw. It just wasn't saw, yeah. you know. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't what they hyped it up to be. It was supposed to be something new and fresh, 
And all it was was the same old thing, except he's going after cops this time. Right. And it was a cop that was yeah. going after cops. Right. <laughs> True. I got, I really enjoyed Spiral, though, man. Like, listen, the twist, it sucks, and it's it, you can see it coming from a mile away. But, dude, like, I think the performances are great. Some people hate Chris Rock in that movie. But I, I really, I, I don't know, I really I found him to be a compelling protagonist. I, I also just love yeah, the traps. Like, the traps are kick-ass. The tongue one right at the beginning, dude, uh, that's upsetting. Uh, that one and uh, the, the conveyor belt with the glass shards. Yeah, um, dude. That was... That one was crazy. That one was wild. I said I just I didn't dislike the movie. I disliked the twist. That's what I disliked. No, I feel it. Yeah. And the and the twist was a little like predictable and far fetched. And and like Jake said, you could really see it early. Like it, you're not even in the movie for that long before you can notice and feel the twist. The the difference between you know a spiral and a regular. Saw installment. Yeah, it, it got like cut down big time um, as well. That was another thing that hurt it. I think if we, if we saw the movie in its original form, uh, it, it would just be a different story. Like, I think we would like it a lot more. I've heard like the skinning scene. They actually filmed something for that because that's the biggest giveaway, in my opinion, of who the you know, who's doing it this time around because you don't get to see the kill. It's like, well, why wouldn't they show us that in the, in a horror movie, you know, in, in a Saw movie? Right. Um, that that was my that was my big like okay yeah it's clearly Max Minghella because uh, we didn't see him die so I I think if they would have actually we we actually got to see that footage like I'd feel better about it but because of that it's like it's just a dead giveaway and the fact that he used a little pig too I like that aspect of it. I, it was funny nah yeah that was you always need some sort of comedic relief <laughs> at some point and that. Like Saw movies, they start off immediately intense. They're, the first they're five always, seconds. Oh yeah, no, nah, there there is no build up. Hello, you know Nick uh, the one where Chester from Lincoln Park was in it. Uh huh. Yeah. He sat in the car and, and got his, his yeah, back his, to, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Man, that scene was Rest sick. In peace, Chester, right? How you got me in my feels? What I do, <laughs> Chester? Chester? Oh man, well. He definitely had a horror movie career in front of him, no doubt. He did. Because if I'm a director or I'm trying to figure out my cast for a movie after seeing the way that he acted in that kill, I definitely, I grab him for a horror movie. Okay, so look, so we don't have too much time left, but I was just thinking about something. This is for all three of y'all. So you're a perfect horror movie. It can be any villain from any movie throughout time. Who would this villain be? Also, what would your synopsis be of this movie to sell it to me? If I was a big studio and you want some financing. I can't go first. Gotta be one of y'all. I gotta think. <laughs> I'll pitch you something real quick. <laughs> I I would love to do an evil dead movie. Like that would be my dream. My, my dream like continuation or like style of movie like i love deadites i love the idea of like smart zombies you know like i, I love slow zombies in like you know your conventional romero zombie movie but there's something about deadites that are just so creepy like their their only goal is they want to you know overtake you and and you know rip you to shreds and but they, they can yourself. talk they're smart and that's that's upsetting like ew, it's something really gross about that I, I would love to do some for some form of an evil dead but like put a new twist on it now, if you would bring back an, if you would bring back any, 
any protagonist from Evil Dead series between Ash and Mia? Which of the two? I love Jane Levy, but Ash all day. Come on. <laughs> that's, a, that's a given. I like Mia, though. I do. I, yeah, I do, too. I think if it was me, I think I'm going to go down more of the sci-fi thriller route for a second. And I would put a twist on Holly Berry's Gothica. Mm. Because Ooh. her, like, you know, that movie was based around, like, her having a, a strong, like, mental health issue and being in, in the hospital. But when she got out, because she did get out, she didn't go back for revenge. She was just struggling trying to get out, and I feel like they didn't push it as far enough for us to see what happens once she escapes, what happens once she gets out of, like, the psych war is what she was supposed to be in. So I would put a twist on that because if she comes back and goes to revenge on everybody that made her the way that she was in that movie, you you got a great A horror movie right there if you ask me. Okay. <clears throat> so I would say probably... Well, for me, Michael, like the Halloween, the original. Uh, but for me, I would focus more on like him when like it started when he was six. So I would say like I would add including like more of him at that age and then leading up to him as an adult. I think seeing his life, how he was at the um, the mental hospital, just seeing his life from like each year progressing uh, would be a cool addition to it and then like he escapes and then you know right so add like an added like focus a whole 20 minutes on just that yeah yeah I like that bring the story like the storyline out a little more Mm -hmm. yeah me Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors ooh I would make it more modern that's a great one yeah I would make it for this for this day and age that we're in so that way technology's involved so you know that way think about it you know you passing out because you're afraid to go to sleep, and all of a sudden you get a FaceTime call from Freddie. I was just about to say, or like him tapping into your social media, him hacking <laughs> your page, or like, oh, yeah, that, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Imagine that. You're scared to go to sleep because you don't want to You don't want to deal with Freddie, but you wake up, and the next morning, every post on your Facebook page is from Freddie. All the pictures are Freddie. Your profile picture, your cover photo is Freddie. <laughs> Right, so think about it. Before he actually kills you, he is just just trashing your character. That's like, real. Oh, that's a really interesting new way to spin it, man. Think, I I really like that. Think about it. He's he's making you the villain of your reality yeah. before he finally just. And that that works with the character so well because like the whole town, you know, killed him because he get, he gets away with it. Um, like that's his backstory essentially. That kind of. I could see spinning that story into a, like a modern idea where he's like ruining your reputation before he even kills you. Like that's that's upsetting. Ugh. Yeah, like he's, he's just like a fate worse than death. Yeah, he's just playing with you at this point, and he 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 lets it go on for I'll just say I don't know a week because you know these days with the internet, all you need is a good thirty seconds and the narrative flips. So he lets it go on for about a week. You know, just think about it. Oh yeah, you know Jake did this, Jake did that. Jake stole this. Jake beat this. You know, all this stuff. And then when you're just ready to just hang it up, he does it for you. <laughs> and then it looks like suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I go see it. <laughs> I'm, de- yeah, man, I'm, I'm telling you. I'd definitely be I'm there to see it. Yeah. 
I feel like all of those would be good. A twist on Evil Dead, a twist on Gothica, Halloween. That, yeah, man. I think all the ones that we threw out would be really good. I guarantee you, that Freddy movie alone, I'm going to say 500 mil worldwide. <laughs> Are they ever going to bring him back? They're trying. I knew, yeah, I knew it was talks about it, but it just hasn't happened yet. That's one of those where the movie theater would just be packed just because. For sure. Yes. Bringing back an iconic killer like that. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I, I want to see it happen. I don't know. Like, the rights, you know, the rights are, like, back and forth. People keep, like, you keep hearing rumblings every now and then. But there's just nothing official that ever comes out. I hope they I hope they do it again, man. That 2010 movie kind of killed the franchise. Yeah. yeah. You know what? If you're listening, the Markins, just make your own short film. <laughs> yeah. They Look. do that so well. Oh, my God. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I mean, slash Three Boys. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, actually speaking of that, what do you what, what do you think about that? Like they instead of a movie, how they do with like Child's Play? What if they made a series on of Memory on the Street? What would you think? It could work if it's executed right. Yeah, Good. they just like you said, they just got to do it right. You can't. They really got to think thoroughly about that idea. But I think he has to definitely die at the end. Yeah, I agree. Cause I, well, I, I, think, I don't I don't see more than one season. Yeah, I mean I think I think it has would have potential. I just I think well one mainly is like the actor that you got to pick like probably a, a great person to play Freddy, and then like you also Kevin have, Bacon. Yeah, you also have to have support great supporting actors. So I would say that would make up like the big thing. But I Actually, could I could I could you know see what? it. Matthew McConaughey as Freddy. I could see it. I feel like he's a good method actor. I think actor. that'd be a good. Seriously, I mean. Okay, all right. So look, y'all, we we winding down. So look, before we get up out of here, Jake, you know we appreciate you, bro, for coming in, kicking it with us for a little bit. Hey, everybody, please let's let's help everyone's channel grow. You know, like, subscribe, comment, and of course, Patreon. Patreon, definitely tap into Patreon. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to Killjoy, Jake. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the Toxic Icon Podcast. Plenty of stuff coming from here on out. Yep, you know, if if, if he gets enough Super Chats, he might even eat that rat on YouTube Live. <laughs> I, I just might. <laughs> so we got to set a goal for 10,000 Super Chats <laughs> next Monday. I'll eat a real rat, yeah. <laughs> Y'all like heard it here. Next <laughs> Monday, Jake is eating a real rat. 10,000 Super Chats. <laughs> Man. Yes, this this was good. Uh hopefully we'll see you at Square Fest. We see hopefully. what happens. See what Fingers happens. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, uh <laughs> while Nick and Jalen are in Hollywood, I'll see you at HHA in Orlando. <laughs> Even more hopefully. <laughs> you know, they they get they get the evil dead house and yeah. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna be stuck with the exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get puked on. Right. Yeah. All right, we out of here, y'all. Uh, once again, this is another episode of Toxic Icon Podcast. And as always, stay toxic. Arr.